I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hi, I'm Danica. And I'm Jan. And I'm Valerie. And today we watched Bartok the Magnificent, the prequel to Anastasia that has literally nothing to do with it besides Bartok being in it. And which Kelsey raises Grammer? more questions than, yes, and also Kelsey Grammer, but a different character. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who, who wants to try to do a plot synopsis of this one? Um, I will. I, you know, we always tease and I, and I volunteer, but I actually never do the plot synopsises. I'm not saying that right. The plot synopses. Synopses? Yes. Synopses. I would say Bartok. And his, a Zosie is his friend. And Zosie, uh, Bartok's friend, are basically entertainers that go from different towns to try to make money and earn. And they have a whole little, almost like a peddler wagon, but it's a uh, a stage. And they have a whole routine where they try to make money. Ultimately, there is a young czar who is basically managed by a woman i forgot what her title Ludmilla. is Ludmilla Ludmilla i think correct but i mean her title a regent a regent okay she's a regent and she in essence is running the show he's seems very young like you know preteen or or early teen or preteen and ultimately he she or he gets kidnapped and Bartok is a favorite of the crowd and, and of the citizens and is enlisted to rescue the young czar um, by this witch, Babka. Is that her name? Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga, who supposedly has kidnapped the young czar. And he does that. It goes on a quest. And really the story is his quest to become the hero that he plays in his traveling shows yeah yeah perfect yay without getting into spoilers how did how do we feel about this one do we recommend this one i i think i oh go ahead ahead. you first no 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 because i i'm afraid i'm gonna mom you go mom okay i would say yes it's it's a cute fun movie not you know not pulitzer prize winning or anything but it was (laughs) it was a feel good really cute i enjoyed it i don't think i would recommend it i don't know where it came from and I can, it, t- I can tell you it was in it was it was fine overall but and there were things that i liked but i i don't i don't think i'd watch it again do you want me to tell you where it came from no that's later what no we can do it, it right now if you want a, spin- a spinoff was devised as hollywood audiences went batty over the impish bar talk in fox's 1997 animated musical anastasia chris Melodan- melodandry then president of 20th century fox animation said once we thought about a lot of ideas our favorite idea was the one you see sure you know one of the biggest reasons why i have to recommend it <laughs> yeah we, uh, we that's in podcast <laughs> in the podcast um <laughs> I honestly don't know if I recommend it. We have to talk about it for an hour for me to figure it out. (laughs) I Um, I liked it more than I think I was anticipating, Mm -hmm. but it's also, there's lots of problems in it. Mm -hmm. I don't don't know. I don't know. We got to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. Let's get off? specific. No, I'm just kidding. That's do, you want, your line. do you want to do it? <laughs> Does your mom want to do it? Mom, do you want to do it? What, the let's get specific? Yeah, do you want to do it? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, go for it, go for it. All right. Let's get specific. Oh, that was beautiful. Yeah, amazing. Good job, Mom. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah, so let's talk about story, characters, voice acting, all that sorts of things. Okay. Um, So I just want to, we'll discuss in, in spoilers whether or not I was correct, but very early on I put... Ludmilla, Ludmilla is the villain, huh? I'm, so I just want to say that, like, the movie felt like it was leaning, leading me towards that conclusion very early on. Yeah, the way that <laughs> she was characterized with her animation and stuff, which we can talk about specifically later. Uh, yeah, I, I think it was it's fairly obvious. Yeah. Uh, voice acting wise, I think that it was great. Like, uh, what is it, Jennifer Tilly as? Peel off. Yes. Like she's cute. Mom, you've you've heard uh Jennifer Tilly before in Monsters Inc. Ooh. Oh yes. She voiced Celia, uh, Celia May. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. Mike Wazowski's were they actually dating or they just liked each other? They I but think weren't they, official. I they don't weren't remember. dating. I think it was more a question it's of whether he would propose or something. That sounds right, yeah. Um so yes, they were together. Yes. Um I didn't realize Zosie was Kelsey Grammer. But sure. <laughs> I was like, he sounds a lot like Kelsey. Is he in the movie? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was so just a different character. I, I quickly well I fairly early on, I was like, that sounds like Kelsey Grammer again. Yeah. And then when, can I say, when we got to another part, yeah, we can, I we was can talk like, about him I being was like, here. oh, that my character's name gosh. is The Skull. I was like, oh my gosh, that's Tim Curry. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's Tim Curry. I don't, I, I didn't anticipate this being our first movie on the podcast where Tim Curry's actually in it. I know. I know. I was just like, oh my gosh i can't believe it so yeah ludmilla is also voiced by katherine o'hara who we have all heard before as um sally in the nightmare before christmas Mm -hmm. okay okay Okay. very different roles very different i couldn't tell she does sing in both movies yeah i mean she's a great voice actress yeah yeah but story story wise that's where uh that's my hang-up is i don't Again, I don't know why this exists. I don't know how this feeds into his character in Anastasia. Uh, I I don't I don't get it. This is the first and only spinoff to any of Don Bluth's works that he has officially worked on. Like Lane Before Time has a bunch of sequels. All Dogs Go to Heaven has some sequels. They do. Um, he didn't work on any of those, but he did work on this one, and I think it's fitting. That the one spinoff film that Don Bluth worked on was not a sequel, a continuation of the story and characters we all love, but a prequel with one character we liked that has virtually nothing to do with the original film. Nope. That just feels very Don Bluthy to me. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it was. Uh, it had you... the same setting. <laughs> sure. I mean, it was also... yeah, but the time period is what really throws me off. Yeah. Because, How old is this bat? Because it seems like it's a lot longer ago, technology-wise. Yeah. And, like, I mean, look, historical accuracy isn't a thing that this or Anastasia were really trying for. Fair. But I looked up the czars, 
And, like, the most recent Ivan was still hundreds of years before Nicholas II, who is Anastasia's dead dad. Yes. So, like, how old is Bartok? (laughs) So old. Did Bartok at some point die and is, like, an undead thing that Rasputin... Uh, I think there's... You think you have an idea. I think I have an idea. I will talk about it in spoilers. Sounds good. I like Zozi. Yes, I do too. He's great. Yeah. I do, I, yeah. I do too. I and mean, we all get on the Zozi's great train. For sure. Yeah. Asterix, we'll talk about it and how's it hold up. Yeah. Uh, but generally, yes, I like him. I don't know why he's there uh, story-wise. They're just they're just friends. Yeah, so... He's his great pal. They're fellow yeah. thespians. <laughs> <laughs> we just immediately thought of memes. Sorry, Mom. Yes. <laughs> um, but he doesn't do much he does he does stuff but like part of the you know what story he, you is know what he not does do a lot and you know what fine. he does he makes me enjoy the movie is that's, what he does that's his function in this movie that's fair is also, to get me through this movie also how close are the skull and zosie mm, yeah. I, <laughs> I ship it or just just I th- like i think well they just met sure so <laughs> if they're probably starting slow sure but they will start dating at some point. I mean, Zozi was out there all night outside of Bobby Yaga's house by the skull. Like talked about talked about that he was fun to talk to and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like they seem to have a rapport. I uh, yes. Just saying. Yeah. I support them and their love. <laughs> uh, I really like the house on legs. Can yeah. I Yeah design there's lots of cool things i'm sure there's were... a monster like that in D D, but yeah like it's a it's a russian folklore thing yeah i'm curious what other russian folklore things like is pilaf a thing do they make her up i don't know what the heck pilaf is is that what was the other quest the the guy with a crown yeah yeah the feather thing like are those... i wouldn't be surprised if it's all like vague takes on russian stuff yeah yeah like that could have been neat uh, yeah i have no no context to say whether they did a good Good or bad job. We'll about end up watching one of the Soyuz multifilm ones, and it'll have a weird pilaf-like creature, and yeah. be like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah." Is that the kind of worm-looking girl? Yeah, pilaf. Yeah, yeah. She was a cutie. Yeah, yeah. Her like, Jennifer Tilly was great. Um, yeah, definitely. She's silly, and it was weird that she was frozen on that thing. <laughs> but okay. Yeah, but, there's yeah. a lot of weird stuff there, in this there's, movie. <laughs> there's lots of like plot holy things where it's like, okay, you see Bartok. Doing uh, uh, complicated machinery, complicated things to, like, knock the the thing that she was frozen on down. And then you see he does something again to kind of move it. And then it just cuts to them being back to the skull. And then it breaks. It, it like, kind of flew and... Yeah, sure. The, the insinuation was that he was still doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah, but what was it anchoring against further so on? it's a the, rock. Sure, okay. <laughs> uh... There's... I think we have to accept that the logic of this particular movie is much more cartoony than Anastasia's. Sure. Yeah, that there those that sort of thing would get me. Yeah. Well, also Zartok did rescue some characters and did do some things at some crucial times as well as Zo- Zozy. Zozy. Oh yeah, for doing something, sure. Yeah, uh, he was also a uh 
not a voice of reason, but like just like trying to encourage. Yeah, a, an it's like you're doing voice. great. Yeah, but it's, it was silly to to see him go with him, but then just like remove himself at times. He's a good friend. Yeah, yes, but he I wants did, to be there to support. I even like if those, he can't help for sure. Yeah, and also he primarily solved the riddles. I only saw Bartok yeah. set solve it once. One. Yeah, just did one. Yeah, and and there was presumably another riddle in there. Yeah, there was definitely a time where he went back to the Baba Yaga's house and and we didn't see the riddle. Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, we couldn't get we couldn't get him this time. Uh, <laughs> like just skip it. It's just like oh, you know how it goes. <laughs> or we only know three riddles. We don't know this many riddles. <laughs> uh, what gets wetter as it gets as it dries? <laughs> That's it. That's the only one else. Um, what is it? A towel. <gasps> Ooh, I literally used that one in a fic recently. Oh gosh, yeah. but it was like supposed to be purposely easy. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what, what's the other things? Voice acting, story, characters, characters. Okay, characters. Uh, yeah, <laughs> email. Uh, yeah, Ludmilla. I wasn't really a fan of her 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 movements and things like that. Like, I get the intent behind them, but I just didn't really like it. So much uh, similar trope and bodies, bodies, um, design, facial design, Mm -hmm. very sharp facial features, uh, just like in um, Emperor's New Groove. Uh, Oh, I can see it. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, it's interesting how they always, I mean, I don't know why they always go to that for a villainess has to be someone with these extremely extremely skinny and extremely sharp facial features because men yeah well the other the other end i would guess would be ursula mm, uh, okay yeah like but it's it's always in a kind of an extreme and yeah there's never there's rarely ever like a normal body person. type <laughs> yeah well not normal but like yeah you know mid-range or has a design that could be more likened to the uh, the protagonist, like it's very visual contrast, but only in in uh, two ways, yeah. not in other ways like you do with men. Like there's there's lots of interesting uh, designs for for male characters mm-hmm. that can be a villain. And her bustier for... or the the top part of her yes. almost reminded me of characters that Carol Burnett has done in some extreme things or uh, <laughs> some of the outfits that Madonna had. I'm like, okay, well. Yeah, very pointy. Uh, and then like straight on, it's just like, there's just two circles on her boobs. Yes. Almost Why? Yeah. 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 It's like, I didn't, that's the thing that I immediately noticed. Yeah. And almost like a bullseye was, or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, was boring. He was forgettable. He's yeah. like, I look like a little uh, Dimitri. Because that's all, like type of design that Don Bluth knows. Yeah. Mm. Well, two. One of two. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Okay. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, like, he was there. So there was a scene where Bartok had a potion, and we're not going to talk about the full context of the scene, because it's kind of, in, it's basically in spoiler territory, but there's a guy who tries to touch the potion, who oh, yes. is not officially Rasputin, but is made... To look kind of like a not evil version of Rasputin. I didn't even catch that. I didn't yeah, either. He's got the robes and the facial hair and the bald head. Huh. Wow. He, he has rounder features. Yes, yes. But yeah. 
Interesting. Which again, it's, I mean, he's not ever officially referred to as Rasputin, but if he is Rasputin, timeline, so weird. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I totally did not catch that. Yeah, I was too busy looking at the people in the background and how flat they looked, honestly. Yeah. Okay, so if we're going to, I'm going to say this now. Okay. If that were, how did Bartok get with Rasputin? That is the, that is the big question that this whole prequel, this whole prequel is literally about Bartok becoming heroic. Yes. But then in the movie that we know him from, he's literally the sidekick to the main villain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, and, and and I get that he's not as evil as Rasputin, but like he's literally helping the bad guy. Like yeah. that's he's not doing good heroic things. Yeah, so he's not stopping him. Like he, if if anything, he's more like he cowardly. let him drown at the beginning of the movie. But like or submissive or yeah. And it's like why? And the only thing I can think of is that it was like a uh, Ras- Rasputin like tricked him or like he was better at some point or he acted better at some point. Bartok got with him to be like, oh, this is a good guy. And then he just got in over his head or something like that, where it's like, I don't, uh, his maybe Rasputin had some rhetoric about like, it's better for these people to be gone and we're not killing them. It's like the spirits taking them or something. And he's like, okay. Or convinced or maybe convinced Bartok that the Romanovs were hurting the Russian exactly. people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and but then it, when it came to like actively murdering a person, that's I guess where he was like, "I have to stop this." I don't know. It doesn't feel good. It like, doesn't <laughs> seeing seeing this and being like, "What? Where? How does this connect?" It's like Barsak, What happened to you? Yes, yes. Like he's ostensibly the you went hero. on a whole character journey in this movie. <laughs> there's some just like downfall that we did not see yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> I know. yeah it's weird yeah like that's one of the things this whole prequel really just doesn't make any sense when attached to the movie that it's a prequel of. yes yeah it's really and weird it, and it was and it was marketed as a prequel yeah it's a prequel wow it's weird yeah it's weird <laughs> all right let's let's move on i suppose uh, anything else with uh, non-spoiler story characters or voice acting? Uh, I don't think, just specifically, I also like Baba, I generally like Baba Yaga. What did you call her at one point, though? Oh, uh, a budget Madame Mim, I think. <laughs> yeah, oh, you did say that. I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> I think they, they were trying to do things with her that just alluded to that. So and if her, like, flitting around magically and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're story. definitely overall very different characters. Yeah. And I, I get what you're saying with how she poofs and disappears and dis- and reappears places and hovers and all that. And they, I think they did a disservice to her story wise. Some of the, some beats didn't land as, as I think they wanted in the way that they wanted it to. Yeah. I think we should discuss that a lot more in spoilers though, since that mostly yeah. the main thing that you're probably thinking of is uh definitely a spoiler scene. But yeah, it's a little disservice I think. Um but overall I liked her even though Yeah. At least more so than Ludmilla. Oh uh, yeah, definitely, but that's a low bar. Yeah. Um let's talk about animation. Um I put that the animation's clearly not on par with Anastasia, mm-hmm. but it's it's still quite dynamic, which I like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, it's it's definitely no all dogs go to heaven too. Mm-hmm. Um no. 
both in terms of like the backgrounds and the characters meshing, but also just the animation's definitely better than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There were some weird things. Oh, definitely. Uh, the CG on the the cart, I didn't like. Yeah. It, it was, it didn't blend well. I thought the CGI on the skull was pretty okay, though. Like, the lighting and stuff kind of made that gel pretty well. Yeah, it wasn't as... Yeah, it, w- it was no uh, rock uh, golem or whatever <laughs> from Quest, Quest for, for Camelot. Camelot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thinking of Quest for Camelot, I, I definitely feel like the storyline in this was stronger than Quest for Camelot. I feel like it had yeah. a more cohesive storyline because, again, it was a, a quest yeah. for Bartok, you know, in Rescue No, my, 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 my main issues, which we will discuss in spoilers with the story, have more to do with pacing than, like, than... Motivations or... Yeah, than, like, the actual quality of what the story is or not having, like, you know, All Dogs Go to Heaven had in the last third a a lot of things that was kind of, like, weird plot leaps that it felt like we were missing information. And I don't think we ever necessarily had that here so much as just pacing issues. But we'll talk about that more later because right now we're focusing on on animation. And I wanted to say early on in the movie when Bartok's looking at that gem that the prince gives him, uh, his face really reminded me of of All Dogs Go to Heaven. Like like kind of how the snout was drawn and everything. It it made me think of like Charlie looking at something or whatever and All Dogs Go to Heaven. Mm, Um, When Ludmilla gave her announcement about about the prince being taken or whatever, there was this lady who like fainted into a guy's arms and that felt weirdly zoomed in like the top of and top and bottom of the screen, like the kind of the top of the guy's head that she, whose arm she fell into and like their bottom part. Yeah. It was weirdly zoomed in. And I'm wondering if it was, if there was something in the outer part that they like decided needed to be cut. Yeah. Cause, Mm. cause it was weirdly zoomed in. Possibly. Hmm. That does seem like that. Like a, a Fantasia situation. And then, yeah, the um, the the cut from being sent to, to get the feather to actually being at it was way too quick. And then the feather scene in general was way too quick. Like they kind of show the thing get tossed into where the feather is, but you don't even realize that they're where the feather is yes. at first. And then suddenly he's trying to get the feather and you're like, oh, we're here, I guess, because with the other two things, like we saw, we had buildup with the journey to get to the thing. Yep. But here we, he was literally tossed at the feather. And that was, that's, this is partially animation because he gets literally tossed, but it's also just the pacing from there. And then in spoilers, the scene after it, it, it just, it felt rushed. And yeah. like the, like, like they didn't they realized that they were short on budget and maybe time to make the thing and weren't able to give that scene and this, the feather scene and the scene after it, the time it, they needed to actually have the emotional beats within them land. Yeah. Cause the feather scene is, is basically very focused on Bartok's inner motivations and, it just happens too quick to feel believable. Yeah, I mean, it feels like even with a spoiler scene after, they needed th- stuff in the previous quests to yeah to set it up as well, like not ne- not just taking time, or you don't yeah. have the the giving it the emotional weight doesn't just have to be giving certain scenes more time. Yeah, it could be going back and and retooling them to 
to add kind of the the foundation right for those emotional beats yeah which unfortunately with adding stuff into earlier scenes that just has to do with in the conceptual stages they needed more yeah. more time which yeah. they they didn't give cuz the the way that making an animated movie works is that you have to storyboard and plan and plot the entire thing before you actually start animating it mm-hmm. um mm. yeah i would i would agree with y'all's but, sentiments and um, what yeah. is the quests and even just kind of help our audience is Bartok had to um, get kind of do three quests for what, what's our witch's name? Baba Yaga, which is not so much an individual person's name so much as a actual thing in Russian folklore. Yeah. Okay. The Baba Yaga is, is yeah, she's, she's a witch. There's, there's more to it. Yeah. Kind of like a boogeyman. Just that sort of story that is told. Yeah. Baba Yaga, yeah. And, but Bartok... So we don't ever actually have an individual name for her. Right. So, but I agree that the third of the three quests that she gave Bartok, it just, it didn't really show the journey going there. Yeah. Or really the journey of completing the thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, it, it all happens so quickly. Yeah. It just doesn't land. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else with animation specifically before we move on to sound design stuff? Um, in one of the in the scene where Baba Yaga was introduced, they there's a, a song. We'll talk about it, but um, she she magics things to move around, kind of like it. Kind of made me think of um, Magician's Apprentice a little bit on some of the like the Mickey. Yeah. Rather just, than just, rather than the bad two thousands one that was ostensibly vaguely based on it and had Nick Cage in it. No, I haven't seen that movie. Me what neither. are you talking about? Me neither. But... Anyway, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> don't bring Nick Cage into this. <laughs> um, uh, it was called The Sorcerer's Apprentice, babe. Oh, I said Magician's Apprentice. Anyway, well, yeah, which is wrong, anyway, but I knew what you meant. Um, my question is that on some of the some of the things. There was a scene where, like, the shoes had eyes. And did they have to have eyes? I don't know. The thing up on the wall when he was in a bubble and floated up and then the bubble popped, that thing had a face, too. It did have a face? Which made me think of, like, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. I don't know. I thought they didn't have eyes in the beginning, but then they had eyes and I didn't like it. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. It felt kind of weird. Because it didn't remind me of Sorcerer's Apprentice so much as it reminded me of, again... Beauty and the Beast, you said? No, no, sorry. Um, Sword in the Stone. When uh, Merlin's magicking stuff to pack it up into a sure. case and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in, in, in either that or Sorcerer's Apprentice, the things move but don't have faces. Yes. Um, and this kind of had a bit of both. Which I is, so. I, think, I feel like you gotta go one way or the other. In in When we were introduced to Zosie, his hair looked terrible. It was <laughs> yeah. very silly. It was terrible, yes. <laughs> uh... And then... Well, it was a wig something... I thought that he took off. Oh, yes, yeah. It was. Terrible yes. wig. <laughs> yes, it made sense. I'm like, why does this bear have a hair? <laughs> and then you learn more about him and it's like, oh, okay, like this is a part. And, yes. and this part requires a wig? Yep. <laughs> anyway, the other... There were some, some animated parts that looked kind of weird. There was a scene, the one where Bartok was trying to get peel off where he had shadows on him mm. and she didn't. And they were, it, they weren't, I don't think they were in the same. No, I think they were in the same frame together too. And it's like, why it, it made them look part of two, like part of two different things. And then another part, 
Bartok was in something, and <clears throat> he didn't... The little cage that she was hold- that Bobby Yaga was holding? No, the, the, it was no? a later scene. Oh, okay. I but, remember you mentioning them. Oh, was it early? Sometimes he didn't look like a part of it. Yeah. Or or something about the design of it and his maybe he had shadows on him, but his color or something. They didn't. It didn't look. I. I it didn't know. mesh as well as it should. Yeah, yeah. So so there were certain things that were that could have been better, I think. But but it wasn't like a lack of frames or something. Generally, things were very fluid. Uh, and, and looked, the movement looked good. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I think. Anything else with animation? I was just going to say, overall, I feel like, you know, the animation, there was nothing that distracted me. And overall, it was really good, especially if in comparison to even, almost to me, even to All Dogs Go to Heaven. I think that it was. Yeah, I, I still wouldn't put it quite on that level um, as far as the overall quality, but fluidity and stuff. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's in that realm. Yeah, I think some of it has to do with the coloring and the lighting. That yeah, make, just makes it pop a little less than most of his movies. I'm not sure. That's yeah, I could see that. Yeah, uh, sound design. So is that the uh, composed music as well? Yes, the composer um, was Stephen Flaherty. It was a different person in Anastasia. The lyricists, same people from Anastasia. Okay. Mm, okay. And also, just to let you know, the directors of this movie, same. Don Bluth and Gary Goldman. Um, so, like, I feel like we can all probably generally agree this movie is not as good as Anastasia. Yes. And that is not due to massive shifts in creative uh, people behind it. Fair. <laughs> it's the a lot of the same people behind it. Um, who wrote the story? I'm not sure exactly who wrote the story. There's not tons of details on the wiki, ah, unfortunately. Okay. Um, but yeah, the songs, uh, the Baba Yaga song at the beginning was kind of fun. Like I, I liked it all right. Yeah. What? No, but there's a song before that. No, right? that's the very first song. That's what the movie opens with. I'm not saying the oh. song she sings. I'm saying the Baba Yaga song at the beginning of the movie. Oh, okay, okay. I, th- okay. I thought it was fine. Like I, I liked it all right. Yeah. Uh, Bartok song sucks, though. Yes. Bartok the Magnificent, that song sucks. Yeah. Did not enjoy that. Hank Azaria is probably a decent singer when he's not doing a Bartok voice, but it's not even the singing quality because, I mean, Gilbert Gottfried sung in Return of Jafar, but his song was still a bop. It's the songwriting. Yeah. That song wasn't written very well. Didn't like it. <laughs> do you, how do you feel about those two songs, Mom? I'm just trying to even remember that song. It, it certainly that doesn't speak no, very I know, highly of it, I know. does it? Well, I mean, you know, the so, I, I mean, again, I, I most of the songs were cute. But yeah, I I guess that's, yeah, that doesn't stand out to me. How about A Possible Hero, which is the song Zozi sings to Bartok as they're sent out on their quest? I, it comes out of nowhere. This I think the song is fine overall, but like... I didn't even have any notes on it. Yeah, so I, it's, it's like, why? I didn't dislike it, Where like Bartok's song, mm-hmm. but I, I wasn't feeling a lot from it. Yeah. Yeah. I like it because I like Zoe's. I don't, I don't hate it because I like Zoe's. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, someone's in my house, though. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie, that was a bop. Yeah. I enjoyed that song. <laughs> that was cute. I know that you're like, where did it come from? But Again, I enjoyed it. Yes, I literally wrote down, where did this song come from? <laughs> it was cute, yeah. But it's a bop, though. Yeah. Like, that's the catchiest song, I think, in the movie. Sure. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and she was, uh, who, sorry, who voices her? Oh, Andrea Martin, who also, I forgot to write this down, but I remember, did, she is our, the, the second role that, uh, a voice actor who was also in Anastasia. Do you want to guess who she voiced? Uh, who's another lady in Anastasia that isn't It's the not Bernadette Sophie Peters, is it? It's definitely not Bernadette Peters. Her name is Andrea Martin. That's the name of the voice actress. The the old lady at the orphanage. Yes. Yes. You got it. I won. What I get. <laughs> um, Loud kiss um, for you. What, what I was just going <laughs> to, yes. um, with as far as where did that song come from? Is, you know, I, I, someone's in my house. I, I don't know. Maybe it's the same logic as like a giant fee-fi-fo-fum. I smell the blood of an Englishman, you know, that, a, sure, that sure. she could smell a human or I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> but it was a I cute can see song. It. Yeah, yeah. I can accept that as like a, uh, this kind of perceived big bad. Yeah. Has, has the ability to like, okay. Yeah, I yeah. Can, that's fine. Sure. Um, and then... The last song we can't touch on too terribly much. We can and, and should talk about it more in spoilers. But it's called The Real Ludmilla. Oh, I, I just put starting today. <laughs> and I don't like that no, very much. Um, the, the animation on I don't it. like it very much. We will talk about the context and the animation and stuff in spoilers. Yeah, that's fair. Anything else before we move on to the next part? I think otherwise the composed music was fine. Yeah, throughout it was the fine. Song, um, or throughout the movie. Yeah. Not yeah, much. nothing really stood out, but it was fine. Yeah, and I did like mm-hmm. the instrumentals. Did they use did they use orchestra again? Probably. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Let's go on to the part that our podcast is named after. How's it hold up? Yes. Mm-hmm. We actually basically have to discuss the the total context of it in spoilers, but Zosie dons an outfit at the end of the movie and I really only had a problem with it when he put it on. Yes. Because how he was kind of animated and like the tambourine or whatever, it felt both kind of transmisogynistic and kind of racist against Romani people. Yes. But after that, because he kept wearing it after that, I didn't really have it. He was just acting like himself. No one was like, oh, you look so weird or yes. anything. Like, it was just fine. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Yeah, which, but to me that calls in the question about why have it if, like... Because that's the de- that's the costume that he decided he was going to go with, but, like, yeah, it's a choice and a weird one. Yeah, I mean, the, the donning it is supposed to be the, the joke. Yeah. And that's, like, not And it's probably joke. still supposed to be funny after that initial scene, but it never really felt like they were trying to force... It yeah. to be funny after that. Yeah. It was just when he put it on that it felt distasteful and gross. Yes. But then after that, it was kind of just there and was just fine. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and we can talk about it a little more in spoilers if we need, like, especially with any of the context of where he had it. But but yeah. Do you have something, Mom? I was just going to say the, I mean, again, why, oh, it was reminiscent to me of um, Robin Hood. You know, with with uh, with King John and and all when they dressed up for the of course the archery and they do that in the real life version oh, King and, uh, where the men in tights. No, yeah, in men in tights. But yeah. also, I thought in the animated. I was thinking of Disney Robin Hood, and I was like, when I was like, when did that happen? But didn't but yeah, they no, also I'm, I'm in on. the Disney Robin Hood? 
Did they dress up as women at some point in that I, one? I, Robin Hood was like a bird. I think Little John Yeah, did that's at some what point. I mean, is I think that's... That's, it's been a long time since I've seen it. I don't so think that Robin just, did, but that, I think that's what did. his that's what Zosie's character reminded me of. And I, sure. and to me, I guess what because of his character and how serious he took his acting, I guess for me it was that he was trying to not be recognized as right. his character in the beginning. And so I don't know. But I just kind no, of I, I like then started him being the character, the character actor he is, I think is part of why it didn't really bother me past the opening right. scene where he did it. The opening scene and the things that bothered me weren't so much his character choices, the, the animation choices yeah. of like kind of how he was made to move and like look kind of goofy and kind of weird and the weird tambourine like hit on the hip or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it just felt showing voluptuousness in like the chest and the body. Yeah, it felt unpleasant, but then after that they weren't like trying to play it up really with the animation. So yeah, it just felt like him inhabiting a role. Otherwise and it felt fine. The, d- the design like of him with the mustache. Right. Earlier when he was bare, like a bear bear, he had a wig, but he didn't have a mustache. Like it yeah. showed that he doesn't just always have a mustache. So it was a choice to keep him with the mustache and that outfit. Yes. Which in that so, sense, yeah. you know, I, I bothers me other than similar to, I know we talked about Robin Williams in Aladdin. Yes. He was so fluid in all of his characters. And I feel like Zosie was ultimately that with any character that he portrayed, but I don't like as far as how's it hold up why society, why movies think it's just so, I I just get so tired of them putting a male identified character in, you know, dressed as a woman. Like why, why is that so funny? It's trans misogyny. Yeah. It's just like, let's, can we stop that now? That's it's, you know, why? So yeah. Yeah. So in that, that bothers me. I think needless to say, we're, we're all fairly conflicted and feel like overall, Probably shouldn't have happened. Exactly. Um, it w- but it didn't necessary. end up being as awful as I expected once he showed up again and was still in it. I yeah. was like, oh no, but then it was pretty much fine. Yeah. Yeah. Any other how's it hold up? Well, things? again, a, a reiteration of why why does a female villain have to be have to have an extreme body type again like that? Yeah. Um, and, and, and how they. And how she's animated and yes. moved. And like. I was okay with, like, the arms because it felt like theatricality, but then the way that she does her hips and everything, like, the whole package Mm -hmm. is, yeah, it just... It's a lot. It's a lot, and it's, yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah, I guess, because, like, Ursula has mannerisms and is very theatrical But Ursula is also based on a drag queen. Yeah. So that basing the character on that where and yeah it just feels like ursula owns it more yeah like they they it feels like more of an actual extension of ursula's personality especially because she doesn't always do that a lot of times where she shashays and stuff it's like a purposeful either like she thinks she's great or she's being mocking you know when during her song towards ariel and stuff but there wasn't really that with ludmilla it's It's just like how she always was yeah and it it went away a little bit in the spoiler section, but but then it was back, and yeah, it, yeah, it just never felt like it really 
It didn't work. It felt like it. the arm movements almost felt like they worked for me for the character, but then the rest of it didn't, and yeah. so overall it did not. Yeah, it's like it's doing that in and of itself isn't bad. It's just the way that they they just didn't do this it successfully here. Yeah. I think there's instances where it can work, and it was obviously a choice for her character, but they just didn't, they didn't do it well. Yeah. It didn't work. Are we ready for our spoiler alert? Skip to. 55 minutes and 51 seconds. I love you your little dance. It's adorable. <laughs> um, yeah, so just back to the pacing. Um, the scene after the feather thing, he he goes back and... So it, it seems to come out of nowhere, her saying that she needs something from him. Yes. And that doesn't have any explanation, but then suddenly he is trying to find stuff. Like, it feels like she says she needs something from him, and then suddenly he understands that that means that he needs to start looking for stuff. Like, it's it's weird. There's a little bit of a disconnect. Like, it feels like this sudden new thing in the plot wasn't given enough explanation to make sense for the watcher before it was already somehow understood by the character. Sure. And I didn't like that. And then, of course, that went quickly. He gets upset. Yes. And then he's mean to her and leaves. And that whole emotional beat isn't working either because it's mm-hmm. there's not enough stuff before. And the scene itself is paced so quickly that you're not really feeling it. And then he feels bad and goes back and, and like, comforts her. And we find out that she's not a terrible person. And, like, I get the emotions it's all going for. And I feel like it could work, but it it's not there yeah it's not there to actually make that whole scene work the whole the scene itself needs to be a little more fleshed out and a little bit more before to really have have that those hints maybe that she's okay and like that he's getting more and more annoyed i don't know there's just there's not quite enough yeah i wonder if they cut things or then i don't I think don't they know. necessarily cut things my guess is they didn't get to animate everything that they planned mm. maybe because uh, because the the feather scene and that scene in particular don't don't feel like they were planned to be as quick as they are it feels like him being tossed into the feather scene, that feels like a, we realized we weren't going to be able to animate them getting here, so let's just animate that in real quick. Like, it it feels like bandages over those two scenes. Yeah. Because they realized they didn't have the budget or time or both to finish them, rather than how those scenes were supposed to be. Yeah, because, I mean, they know how to tell stories. Yeah. It's not like this is a symptom of just an issue in all of his movies. It's literally the same directors. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, even all dogs go to the problems in all dogs go to heaven. It has to do with stuffed feeling like it's not there, but it also kind of feels like they're purposely not there. Like it feels kind of, it, it feels like a scene or two is missing in all dogs go to heaven, but it doesn't feel like it was necessarily an accident so much as an oversight. But here, the pacing of the feather scene and and the scene with her after it doesn't feel like it's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. It feels off. Yeah. Because I think because both of those scenes feel so much quicker and weirdly paced compared to the entire rest of the movie is why they feel off. Yeah. And maybe... They just don't mesh. And maybe just to... 
I don't know, just, just help our listeners a little bit. Just what we are referring to is, you know, the three quests. Basically, Alibaba, what am I, wait, I can't say her name. Bartok. No. Baba Yaga? Bobby, like say Baba Yaga. Am I saying that right? We already talked about how she sent him on three quests. No, no, you don't no, have no, to no. But what that. I'm saying is she's ultimately making a brew and he yes. is, and, and he's having to get ingredients for this. And then she alludes to, after he's gotten them, that there's something, something, a, a fourth ingredient that she needs. And he's frustrated because he's like, what the heck, you know? And yeah, well, yeah. specifically from him. Exactly. Yes. And so he thinks it's items. So he's bringing things and she's like, that's not it. It's like, but it feels like he starts bringing items as my brain is processing the fact that she needs something from him. Like it feels too quick. Yeah. yeah. And then he gets mad. Like you were saying. Yeah. It all makes sense, but feels rushed and like it doesn't right. work because because the characters shouldn't be there yet. Yeah, it's yeah, and then like the the Baba Yaga is sad, like because he he's mean to her, and and it's basically like that everybody. And I don't know if they say it or if it's just like I'm doing too much work of that, like. Everybody thinks that she is bad, but she is not. And he says things that the other people say about her. And so she is sad. It feels uh, like we needed more like a scene or two of references made around her to the Baba Yaga legends. Yes. And and you see her either flinch or like kind of become even more steely or whatever. Like her have some sort of reaction to yes. that that's somewhat telling that yeah. then adds up and leads to this to this reveal that like she is actually not like a terrible person yeah yeah Um, yeah but yeah so she's crying he feels bad and apologizing and then he cries and there's sad music and it just doesn't make me feel anything yeah it it it's on the verge of making me start feeling a little bit not like enough to cry or anything but like uh, almost but it's not able to do it because it doesn't happen the way it should. Like it just yeah. feels wrong from a storytelling perspective. Like it just wasn't given the time it, it needed. Or lacking. Yeah. 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 Well, and two is they don't, they just kind of, I don't think they spend enough time with Bartok's realization that um, Baba Yaga did not take the, yeah. the czar and that, she really didn't do anything wrong, but it's kind of like, have you been wasting my time? Why are we doing this? What, yeah. what is this potion for? I mean, yeah. there could have been a little bit more about, you know, that. And then that's why he gets mad at her, you know, basically. And, and saying, well, you're just, you know, you're this this mean witch or, or whatever terrible person yeah. like everyone says. But yeah, they just didn't, they didn't, they didn't let it sink in enough yeah. To him that, hey, wait, you know, what what am I doing this for? And are you are you gonna help me? Or, you know, what yeah. what is this? Yeah. And and ultimately she is. Like the all those ingredients were a potion for him to be ten what is it, ten times what he is on the inside or whatever. Sure, yeah. And like the the tear, which it's like, I need something from you. She's not telling him what it is. Yeah, because she just sits there as and he's it's bringing supposed stuff. to be his tear. And, like, is he supposed to cry out of sadness, out of happiness? Like, it's just not made clear enough. Yeah, like, if there were maybe even a a little song, riddle, or something to kind of... Yeah. that That's a little cryptic, but, like, if you know what it is, then it all makes sense or whatever. Like, something to 
to lead you there and give you a reason or give you an idea of what this is about. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, she's helping him. And, and, and earlier, uh, what I was talking about, you know, why Bartok might still be alive hundreds of years later. Yes. is because they're friends. They end up being friends. And maybe she, uh, she. Yeah, gives, gifts him something that allows him to live that long. Yeah. And then he mm-hmm. squanders it and helps a bad guy. I <laughs> like, guess. Yeah. I know. Well, you know, too, what would make, would make sense and would help tie and bridge these two movies also would be, she talks about that the ingredient she needs from him needs to come from the heart. And yes, it's a tear, but they could, they could have really elaborated your compassion and you have compassion for the Russian people. You wanted to rescue their czar you wanted. And so this compassion that Bartok has, that he becomes basically kind of the, protector or overseer of the Russian people, you know, because of his compassion for them. I don't know. Yeah, but then even then, like, it still makes the second movie, or the first movie, baffling. It really does. As to how he ends up there. Right, other than if he was convinced that the Romanovs were harming the Russian people. Somehow. And needed to be, and needed to be. But then he just sits in their abandoned place for ten years, holding on to this vial of evil juice from his master and guy and then he gets sucked down into purgatory and i mean he seems pretty chill but he's not like mad like oh you deceived me or anything he's just like oh hey you're here like still baffling oh i know exactly and and he's talking and like Rasputin's talking about killing her and stuff and he's like chill about that yes it's just Mm -hmm. There's really, it feels like there's really no way to actually reconcile these two movies. And they base, this basically has to be an AU. Like it has to be an alternate universe. Like like, it just doesn't make sense. What is Bartok but hundreds of years ago? Yeah. Yeah. And and (laughs) he didn't end up falling in with a bad guy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's weird. Um, Ludmilla's song is weird and her transformation feels like a kink thing. And I I hate it. I don't like it. Like, Mm. Like, okay, the tail thing, you're like, okay, like, there's going. But when the big hips, but when her and boobs then the big come boobs. out, are, they don't come out. But when her chest expands, all of this sounds bad that I'm saying it It's terrible. It doesn't. It's It, it felt bad to bad. watch. It feels so <laughs> they, bad. Yeah. They have her transforming into a dragon, but they do it very it's painfully, piece slowly, piece. <laughs> piece by piece, body part by body part. And it's, it's very so strange. And she sings this song and it's. Which isn't a very good song. Exactly. Like, that whole sequence was not good. It I didn't wasn't. like it. Can we... Yeah. What's his name? Can we talk about... Vol? The, what? Gar- the guard guy? What? He's Can stupid? We... <laughs> but then we're supposed to want him to be saved along with the boy at the end. And mm. I think he doesn't get in trouble or anything. He didn't kill the... Prince he put him in a cage at the top of the tower, and when they open the door, the kid, the prince looks miserable. I mean, he did be, that. It could be like a uh, what are they? The Huntsman situation where it's like kill Snow White, and he's like, okay, but what if I don't? No, but it just... seemed like it was because he's an idiot, though. Yeah, I don't know. And so, yeah. so we're supposed to forgive is him, a, I guess, because he he's dumb. Mm-hmm. I'm like, not that Bartok is dumb. I'm but just trying like, to say this. I feel like this movie wants me to think this guy's a himbo, but he's not. No, fake himbo alert. Fake himbo. He doesn't have a good heart. That's what every himbo needs. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's yeah, just he, a dummy. Yeah. Yeah, just he a, just seems like a very 
non-essential character. Yeah. 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 It's weird. So weird. Because, yeah, he doesn't, he certainly doesn't, you know, seem like a henchman, you know, in that sense. And, you know, like the, the evil guy. But again, he's not, he doesn't do anything to redeem himself because unlike we got to see the huntsman in Snow White, you know, realize I can't, you know, I can't kill you, my queen. I mean, there was no moment where he's like, you know, Czar, you're, you know, other than he does make a statement randomly, something like, well, he's the Czar. What do you mean? Yeah, he seemed disturbed by the idea of killing him, but like, you still like put him in a terrible situation that he seems to hate. Like, why? I don't know why that the idea that she didn't know where the prince was even needed to be a plot point. Like, you could easily switch the plot around some and have she put him there and is stealing his life force or something. That's why she didn't want to immediately kill him. Yeah. Like, you could pretty easily come up with some BS reason that she didn't immediately murder him mm-hmm. and and not have to have a weird plot point where she doesn't know where the prince is. Yeah. It's weird. Oh, here's the plot hole. They just happen to have a small cage that Bartok could fit into. The, those <laughs> These little cages are all a over the round. place. Just <laughs> little things small enough for Bartok to be locked in. Yeah. 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 Okay, this is after the actual movie, but during the credits, when they show who the voice actors were and they have video of the character. Oh, God. The way that they just squish it, squish the video is such bad editing. It's so poorly done. Why would you do this? You just took the video and squashed it, and now the characters look weird. That's bad editing, my friends. Yeah, just Whoever like did that, close the frame and don't. then zoom on them or something. Yeah, like... Uh, or don't have the character there. Or do a still. Like, anything. Just put the words over the character doing stuff. That's what everyone does, and that works fine. I don't know. Just pick a font that will read on top of any character, and you're golden. But the squishing them to the side thing was terrible. I don't know. Mm. (sighs) Anything anything else with the actual spoiler end parts of the movie? I just said Transformation Song is bad. It sure is. Really trying to make you feel sad. Oh, one of the things he brings the uh, Baba Yaga is a photo of Ivan the Terrible signed, and that just looks weird. I don't, I don't. Ugh. It's CG, I guess, so that you don't have to make sure it looks good at whatever angle. But it just looks bad. Yeah. Mm. We gotta be done with spoilers then. I think so. All right, we're done with spoilers. Let's go on to favorites and least favorites. What was your least favorite scene in the movie? And if it's in spoilers, just be vague. Spoilers. Chest. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, those are very vague spoilers. (laughs) Uh, The character changing. Same. No, okay, let me, I have to think of a vague way to allude to the same scene that you guys are talking about. Scaly bait. Snow. (laughs) Wait, what did you say? Scaly bait. Their scalies are like furries, but like they like scale, like reptiles and stuff, uh-huh. like scaled things. Mm. Yeah. Dragons. It's a family podcast. And lizards and. Gross. It's... So we all agree on the worst scene. What's yes. your favorite scene? Maybe like Zozy and, and the skull interacting. Yeah. Yeah. No, same. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Yes. 
anything where I got to hear Tim Curry's verse voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I liked I liked their interactions. There, it was delightful. Yes, so he's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. What is your least favorite character? The guard wow. guy, or whoever we decided he was, that um, was Vol. Yeah, like the henchman that that captured the the young czar and imprisoned him. I think Ludmilla is my least favorite. Same, Ludmilla. Yeah. 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 Favorite character. Zosie. Zosie. Mm. Mom, are you going to go with the skull just because it's Tim Curry's voice? <laughs> I might have to. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> um, actually, uh, I'm just trying to think. Um, no, it may have to be Zosie too. Gosh. Yeah. I mean, he really it, just, it just made yeah. the movie for me. Yeah. yeah. Which is so interesting. Like people love Bartok, but like, no, here's Zosie. Yeah. Zosie, Great. breakout character. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just really delightful the whole time. Yeah, like Bartok was fine. Yes. Yeah, Bartok was fine. Yeah, I guess... It actually was an uphill battle for me to like him because the first thing he did was sing a very bad song. Yeah. Oh, mm. and I liked how you described him as, like, entertaining, and I'm like, they're grifting. Like, they're just... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, this entertaining, but also, like, tricking people for their money. Yes. This movie was a musical. It, it what was. What was your least favorite song? A song of transformation. Yes, yes. Actually, honestly, I think it was Bartok's song. I really hated Bartok's song. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like the song, the song spoiler song was that sequence was my least favorite, but the song itself was I just whatever. But Bartok's song I actively dislike. Yes, I didn't really like that one either. So Bartok, the magnificent. Yeah. How about you, mom? Yeah, and I'm gonna have to re. I mean, again, it just it. Hmm. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to go with that too. And I, I hold on. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say before uh, I forgot to mention. I don't know if they do it during the song, but sometimes you can see the the sides of the cart, and it's Bartok like defeating some. I never creature. got a good look at this. And on one side was Bartok defeating a uh, a warthog, kind of looked like Pumbaa. I thought that was funny. Mm. I really I need to find a picture of that I never got a good look at that. Yeah, one. I think that was a another nod. Yeah, I I need to go through watching these Don Bluth movies, seeing if they how many Disney nods he has. Yeah, yeah. Favorite song. Um, I don't really have one. Someone's in my house. It's a bop. I'm telling you. Oh yeah, I think that would have to be. I like that one. I was gonna say that. What was the song that um, Kelsey Grammer sang? Possible hero. Yeah, a possible hero. And was there a song that the skull sang? No. No. Okay. Alas, alack. No, we would not be so lucky. Yeah. I know. I would have been a jam. I still think it may be for me as someone's in my house because that was just fun. What's your the song you dislike the least, babe? I guess that one. Okay. I don't really. Yeah. We all agree it's a bop. Valerie agrees. (laughs) 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 All right. So this is the first time. That yeah. we've had to do this. Tim Curry was in this movie. I know. Who funk? Yeah. So, what we have to talk about instead is who else could have played Tim Curry's role? Oh. And what could it have possibly stacked up to Tim Curry? Oh. What different takes could other people have done with this skull? Hmm. That, so, okay. You have distinctive voice. Yeah. 
Could I think I object voice? to this. Let me tell you what I think he should do. <laughs> I object because he is too awesome. I don't think he could be replaced. And instead, I think we could say, what else could Tim Curry have voiced in this to make Overruled. it even better? Overruled. <laughs> That's not the game. All right. We're playing a different game now because Tim Curry's in the movie. We already oh. know what role he'd do. <laughs> I don't know if he could have done another role. Who was the guy the game. that voiced- It doesn't matter. The cave who would, in who Aladdin. Could have voiced him? Who was who was the actor that voiced the Cave of Wonders in Aladdin? Frank Welker is who you're talking about, Mom. Okay, okay. I don't, I don't know, because like you go distinct. So what, like uh, Sean Connery or something, like something <laughs> silly like that. I think I want Corey Burton doing. I don't know who that is. A, give me half a second. Jeez, you <laughs> left on that quick. Corey Burton doing his Count Dooku voice from Clone Wars. Oh. That's my call. It's deep cut, I guess. Is it a deep cut? I don't know. It's random. I think Corey Burton in general could do a great job. He's a great voice actor, but... Yeah, probably some somebody... But I want has, him to do his Dooku voice. That has a range versus, like... But it's real, you know, it's somebody. real deep and kind of menacing. It would be a different take. Yeah. I was trying I probably to think- wouldn't end up shipping him in... And Zosie then. Because Tim Curry just inherently sounds so like... Flirty. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But ultimately, you cannot replace Tim Curry because he is too amazing. I think what she's just going to keep saying is that no one can replace Tim Curry because she doesn't want to play this game with me. (laughs) Play in this space with me, mom. But I did tell you who possibly could. Who? Right. Is it Frank Welker? Am I saying that correct? Frank Welker. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He, he does um, the he did the Cave of Wonders. Yeah. So possibly him. Yeah, I could see that. Is also, I don't know who does the voice. I think they were. It was in um, that Tim Curry, of course, was also in. But in Muppet Treasure Island, uh-huh. whoever was like doing the, you know, dead men tell no tells. And, and, oh, I'm and not would, sure. I'd have to. We haven't I, covered that on the podcast yet, so I haven't researched. Yeah, I I'm don't remember sure. who did that. But there was kind of, I think, um, had the voice or supposedly of the their their captain that killed everyone. Um, I forgot what his name was in that. But and then would kind of do do the narration on that. Yeah, yeah. That could be that could work. What if Patrick yeah. Stewart did it? Ooh, Patrick Stewart, that'd be fun. Ooh, ooh. Hmm. Okay, ooh. I have a I have a curveball. Jim Cummings doing his Pete voice. Pete voice? <laughs> Why Pete? That voice in particular. Mm. Okay, no, okay. How about Jim Cummings doing his Robotnik voice? <laughs> That's a scary Mom, you I don't think you've actually heard this version of Robotnik. Mm. He's menacing sounding. Okay. Because um, this isn't from the Sonic cartoon I watched as a kid. It's from a different Sonic cartoon that also came out at that time. But should, you, you've you heard him. Should you mm. cut in some of these voices that you're saying? That Ooh, the maybe I should. Ooh, that yeah. would also, be good. I want to um, encourage the audience to go look up clips of these people. And really, we all need to learn these voice actors' names because they're great. Yeah, I know. Like, and one that, that wouldn't be a choice because he's no longer with us, but Vincent Price. He had an ooh, incredible iconic that would be voice. Fun. Yeah. 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 This was made Very in nineteen ninety nine, so obviously that wouldn't have worked, but yeah, no, he would be he would have been good. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, let's go on to our overall consensus and rating. So, wow. who wants to go first? I hmm. uh, I can go first. Okay. okay. I don't think I would recommend this still. Okay. There were things that I liked, but I think uh keep bring up Quest for Camelot. Like <laughs> you're like there's really nothing here that you rated Quest for Camelot better. I did, because I had nostalgia for that. Mm. This, I do not, and I can look at it with And a... the songs are not as jamming. That's true. They are not mm-hmm. as good. Yeah, like, it was fine to watch. I don't think I'd watch it again. Uh, and I wouldn't recommend it, and I would give it a 1.5. Ooh. Ooh. There. Ooh. Hmm. How about you, Mom? Okay, can I ask, what did I rate Quest for Camelot and what did I rate All Dogs Go to Heaven? Either of those. I'm looking it up. I'm going to get there first. I'm already here. No! (laughs) (laughs) All Dogs Go to Heaven, you did 1.25. And Mm. Quest for Camelot, you did 2.75. Okay. I did 1.75 for Quest for Camelot. I'm the only one who didn't let nostalgia give it a way higher rating than it deserves. Sure, because you're the be-all end-all. I'm the be-all (laughs) end-all. And wait, what did I do for Quest for Camelot? 2.75? Uh-huh. Okay. I think I would just have to go, realistically, a 2.25. Okay. And I almost want to go to a two, but 2.25 because Tim Curry was in it and he was great. <laughs> and, oh and, and, Kel- and Kelsey Grammers. Every movie that Tim Curry's in is going to get a bump from mom. Yeah, the Tim yes. Curry bump. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Kelsey yeah, Grammer yeah. was also great in it. He was yeah, also like- great. He was also great. And I do love the voice actor of Bartok. I mean, you know, just darling. Yeah, Hank Azaria is a good cute voice character. actor. Yeah, very good. Um, I think what, what makes it go down for me the most is the trans um, misogyny that just inexcusable. And also, you know, the, also the, the regular misogyny. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and it also, you know, didn't it being a musical, I was like, really? There was nothing memorable. There was no song that really, st- you know, stuck with me at all that I wanted to. I don't know what to, y'all are to... talking about. The, yeah. the song that the Bobby Yaga sung was a bop. It was cute, but it was not, I couldn't remember, like, the lines. There was not even a uh, refrain that I could, was distinct enough for me to remember and could sing it. But I, I didn't really enjoy so. that song. But I just mean, there just weren't enough songs that really captured me or that it were even memorable to me so sure, that made sure. it go down i still feel like i'm it would not be on a must-see list by any means for me but i uh-huh. would recommend it being a cute fun feel-good movie okay okay i've been waffling oh yeah of, like this whole time sure <laughs> i don't think i'd recommend it i think i'd give it a 1.75 so I'm going to put it on Quest for Camelot level. Interesting. There, This was the first time I'd seen it, and I've seen Quest for Camelot a lot of times, but looking at Quest for Camelot with new eyes, like realizing how very flawed it is. Sure. This I really enjoyed despite the flaws that I saw in it, and it was the first time I saw it. So enjoying it that much... 
I, I feel like there's some good stuff in there, mostly Zosie. Yeah, he's great. And so if you just if you're just really curious what Don Bluth's only sequel that he's made is, and like you want to watch an okay movie, I guess you can watch it, but generally I'm not gonna recommend it. 1.75. Okay. And Fair. see, it's interesting because I think I'm of the mindset, unless I find something, you know, that it's I It's the really pace, like the pacing should... stuff is, is yeah, because yeah, you said that your main thing, the, the trans misogyny and the, and the regular misogyny or just misogyny, whatever, like those both definitely bother me. Um, but the, the bit, the biggest things for me is just some of the pacing stuff with, with two pretty critical scenes and the second one especially is a really critical scene and just it not it not being paced right makes it fall so flat and when it it could have it could have been a 2 or 2.25 for me if those two scenes had actually worked um but they don't and so that's that's kind of the biggest the biggest thing for me hmm. okay for me, it's just because, again, I think it's kind of a little feel-good movie. No, I get it, and I, do, I don't fault I don't fault your decision. So, next time, we are going to go on a wacky martial arts adventure with several cursed characters. Mm. Oh, okay. okay. Mm. You're excited about this? I'm so excited. I do about not it. have a clue. <laughs> I do. I do not. Have I'm a clue. so excited about it. I only know because Danica. Just really likes this property. I do, mm. um, but I know I'm not going to get to enjoy Tim Curry. So, no, you won't because it's I from know. Japan. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, next right. time. Thank you all for listening. We thank really you. appreciate it. Yes, Please like, you. subscribe. You can leave comments. We have a Twitter. How's it hold up? Po- at How's it hold up? Pod without the apostrophe. Um, oh, this didn't have a, a poppy song at the end, and it did not. And therefore, it's worse. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> that's a take you can have. Thank you all for listening. Bye. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Bye. This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals 279 0566. Every little bit helps, and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I N C O M P E T E C H.com. Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening.